Hi, welcome to the Writability Podcast. I'm Katie Bavarian from COS. I'm here today with librarian Emily Campbell again. Emily, you want to introduce yourself? Sure, sure. So uh, this is Emily Campbell. I'm librarian in the Visalia Learning Resource Center. I am one of a few different librarians. In normal circumstances, we have librarians at all three campuses, but right now we have a lot of librarians supporting students online. Yay! And today we're going to talk about Wikipedia. When we talk about research and when we talk about the different web sources, I think it's a thing that comes up a lot. Emily, no, that's not the question I'm going to ask. I was going to be like, <laughs> were you taught to use Wikipedia? But I think oh, you're well, too old. It wasn't around there. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah. <laughs> I, I do remember being told not really? to use it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But we're going to talk about Wikipedia because a lot of students are told not to use it. But do you use Wikipedia in your daily life? I definitely use Wikipedia in my daily life. I use it to look up just kind of random facts if I need background information about something. I, I, I use it fairly often, I would say. Yeah, I would say that I also use Wikipedia pretty often. And yeah. so it's really interesting to hear that many students do just avoid it. They will not click on that link where me or Emily, sometimes I'm scrolling through and being like, okay, where's the Wikipedia link? I need the Wikipedia summary of this thing. Yeah. So the first thing is like when students are told not to use Wikipedia, why, why are they told not to use it? So I asked my students that question actually in one of my library classes is I'll, I'll ask them like what they've heard about Wikipedia from teachers that they've taken classes from. And a lot of them say the same thing, which is that they have been told not to use Wikipedia because anybody can edit the Wikipedia mm -hmm. articles, anybody can contribute to them. And so it's not a credible source. That's pretty much what I'm heard is like anyone can edit it, anyone can change it. So it could say anything. Yeah. And I mean, so... I guess the question is, why doesn't that stop us? <laughs> like, right, right. Why, why right. are we not afraid of that? Right. So I think that it has a lot to do with context, the context that you're using the information in. So like I'll tell my students, you know, if I'm watching an episode of the Gilmore Girls or something, <laughs> I don't know if I'm watching an episode of television and I want some background information on that particular episode, I'm going to go into Wikipedia and look it up. It's not very high stakes information. Mm -hmm. Now, if I'm writing a paper and I need to look up a definition of a concept, would I use Wikipedia? I would be way more hesitant to use Wikipedia in that case just because it is a very high stakes thing and I want to make sure that I'm getting the definition correct. Yeah. So for me, I feel like I use it most for background information and even when it is controversial issue, I kind of personally trust a community more than I trust one individual. Yeah. So for example, if you like go to the Donald Trump page of Wikipedia and you look at the talk, they are arguing in that all the time trying to keep their language non-biased. Like yes. they're arguing being like, well, can we really say that? Should we say that? Is that the correct right. language? Even stuff like, like I've seen conversations before, whether you should call um, undocumented immigrants, undocumented immigrants or undocumented workers or use, you know, phrases like illegal aliens. And they'll talk about it in that talk. Right to like try to establish what is the most non-biased way to put this thing. Sometimes when you just get information from one person, you don't know how much that has been interrogated. You don't know how much bias, but if it's a really active Wikipedia page, right. people are fighting it out to right. be like the most non-biased possible. One of the things I often do with students, I'll pick a page and change it. The last couple times I've changed mm -hmm. the COS page, which last time I checked is pretty outdated. Like someone needs to say we're not still on show oh. cause. Oh, okay. Someone yeah. needs to go update that. Yeah, let's, let's <laughs> 
but I would go and add like, and I go here at the end of a mm -hmm. sentence. And within minutes, I'd get a message back saying, stop vandalizing Wikipedia. Even though it wasn't a page that people were actively working on, there are people watching and working on yeah. that. I have to caveat all that with the saying that I have read some articles and stuff talking about like most Wikipedia editors are white straight men, like mm -hmm. overwhelmingly. So that bias is still there. There's not enough diverse voices in mm -hmm. the editorials. But mm -hmm. I don't know, for me, especially if I'm getting background information, I tend to trust a group. Right. No, I think you bring up like some really interesting points about currency too and like how updated information is. So Wikipedia, I mean, I guess the way you could look at it as it sort of like replaces what what we used like when I was growing up, which was like print encyclopedias, right? Mm -hmm. Families would spend whatever, $2,000, $2,500, $3,000 on these Encyclopedia Britannica sets that sat in their living room if they had the means to do it. And though that would be like the books, the authoritative books kids would use to write their papers and things like that. But those things they get outdated and you can't spend another $2,500 <laughs> on right. an encyclopedia set once, you know, we found out Pluto wasn't a planet or whatever. So what do you do? Well, I mean, one of the, the huge benefits of a platform like Wikipedia is that the information is probably a lot more current than the information that you're finding in a print source. And then the other thing, I mean, there's this like kind of like the issue of accessibility, which is those encyclopedia sets I talked about, not every family could afford them. You could go to the library to look at an encyclopedia, but um, you usually couldn't check it out. Wikipedia has the potential anyway to give free access to, to really anybody who can access the internet. In my view, it's kind of like where Wikipedia lacks in some of its perfection in, in terms of like, you know, there are sometimes issues like, you know, COS still saying it's on show cause. <laughs> it's sort of balanced out by the, the fact that it really is giving more universal access to information. And yet, and yet, and yet, I tell my students not to quote it in papers. Right, right. So what's like, why? <laughs> yeah. Why I'm asking you why I do that. But like, I don't want them quoting Wikipedia. Right. There still are issues of authority with Wikipedia. There's not always a way to track down who an author of a source is. If you're in college and you're writing, you need to know that the person that you're quoting is a credible source. Yeah, that's, I think, how I feel. I think I was also just, like, practice for, the, like, the academic conventions yeah. of you're mm -hmm. not supposed to use this, which, right. I mean, like we've talked about in other episodes, some of those can be really arbitrary. I tend to think and talk about Wikipedia as, like, the starting place. Like, not the, yes. but a starting place. Um, yeah. I know a story I often tell students is that when I was working on my thesis in grad school, I needed to read some of Stephen Hawking's A History of <laughs> Time. Is that what yeah. it's called? I think. I borrowed it from my brother-in-law, and I started reading it. And I could not get through like five yeah. pages. I was just like, physics, uh, no, it was too yeah, much for me. Yeah, yeah. And so I went and read the Wikipedia page about the book. It gave me the background information. It gave me the foundation into a subject I wasn't comfortable in that right. I needed to actually engage with the subject. And I think that is one of the really good ways in which you can use Wikipedia as part of your academic research. Right. Do you have other ways? No, as background information, I think is a really excellent way to use it. And then definitions of terms, historical information. If you're reading a textbook and a term is used or, you know, there's a event, an event talked about or something like that, that you're not familiar with. Like, I, I don't see why Wikipedia can't 
support that because it's just, you're, it's basically just giving you the context to where you can, yeah, yeah, absorb the other academic information you're reading. The other place that I often encourage students to look is the references list of a Wikipedia mm-hmm. page. What What is the references list? Um, so the references list should be a list of all of the sources that were used to to write that particular Wikipedia article. Sometimes you can go you know, to the bottom of a Wikipedia article, click on those references, and you can look at those sources to see what those sources say about that particular topic. Yeah. And I think like that is one of the things I encourage students to do is like when they're reading something, there'll be a little, a little number next to it, right? Like the little two. And if you click on that little two, it'll take you to the citation it's from. And often those are more credible sources, right? Right. And so you can use that almost as a starting place for research of like, okay, so what is the bigger conversation about this thing? Okay. And what articles did they use to build this argument? And then go to those and actually use those more primary sources. And those are often really good sources. I thought you brought up a really good point about the diversity issue and how most Wikipedia articles, I forget what the percentage was, is a 70% or something like that of, of articles are, are written by, you know, European origin, straight men. So there is a lack of diversity represented in like what articles have been written. Sometimes there's a lack of diversity in how a topic is covered. And so one thing I would think of like when you're looking at those references is like, could there possibly be references that need to be here that aren't? Are are multiple people writing this from a perspective that's limited? So don't take those references as comprehensive of what that topic is. There still could be a lot of information out there that's helpful to know. But definitely as a starting point, I think it's it's a good place to be. Yeah, now I'm looking at 8.5 are written by female editors. 8.5? Yeah, and that's not even talking about That's worse than I thought. Okay, sorry. So women and people of color, go edit Wikipedia and your voices. Yeah. But so that's one thing that we can think about. Is there anything else we could do to kind of evaluate Wikipedia pages? If you don't, I have a few. Let me defer to you. I have some ideas, but I want to hear... Some of them will have like bands on the tops that will actually kind of rate them on their own scale. And they'll kind of actually have people who are more experts in the fields just like review certain ones, especially ones used for school science ones. I believe a lot of them are reviews. Sometimes they'll give themselves pretty bad grades. They'll be like, this one's a C. It seems like it needs more citations or something. Something else I like to do is just kind of like look in the talk section and the history section and see how recently people are doing stuff. If no one's edited it in five years, like you may be like, ooh, is this a thing that I need to, like, is this the right one? You can also do view history and you can kind of see how it's changed. Mm-hmm. And you can see like, okay, what changes have people made recently? Seeing how many people are working on it, how active that community is, is really going to help. Those are great points. I don't use the talk portion as much as I should. And again, if I know a lot of students are like, well, I should find the .edu one. If you find a .edu just on a random school's website, Sometimes you don't know who wrote that. You don't know how long ago it was written. You don't know what their personal bias is. Looking at talk and history is like a look behind the curtains. Yeah. Any last Wikipedia tips? Last Wikipedia tips. Uh, Don't cite it. (laughs) Yeah, don't. You probably don't cite it. (laughs) So it's like one of those things, like everybody uses it, but no one cites it, which is, it's stupid. It is. And what I was going to mention is that if you need background information that you can feel comfortable citing, the li- yeah, the library has a couple of, they're, they're like encyclopedia databases. So it's basically, I always call it Wikipedia you can cite. They're called Credo Reference is one, and then Gale Virtual Reference Library is another. There's a couple of other ones, but those are the two like big ones that students tend to use. And, and those- How are, do we find those, so those on the website? Um, just go to www.cos.edu backslash library. 
click on academic databases. There should be a list of like 77 databases. You'll just look for those two. So there's a Credo and Gale Virtual Reference Library. So nice. yeah. good. I did not know that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a lot of times it's very similar to what you might see in a, a Wikipedia article. So some articles can be, but like I said, you can cite it. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Emily. I think we're good. All right. Thank you so much for your time. If you need to contact either of us, we're in the COS directory. Uh -huh. You can find librarians and library resources at the website Emily actually just mentioned. Yeah, so cos.edu backslash library. If your student's listening and there's something in particular you want any of us to talk about, email me and I will make that happen. I eagerly await student emails. Yeah, subscribe to this podcast if you want. And thanks, guys. Thanks, Emily. Bye. Thank you.